0: It's a Numbers Game with your host, Gil Alexander. Do you want those idiots who believe in analytics? Numbers Game, just like the man said, good Friday morning to you. It is that indeed. From Visa.com, the Visa Visa.com, Fubo, League, Game Plus, and iHeartRadio, it's Gil Alexander. Jason Cott is here as well. How are you doing, Jason? Good. Good morning, Gil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Jason, I mentioned this to you yesterday. Um, I live in a very nice building. There's a very nice desk downstairs, right, where they, you know, one of those buildings can't hear through the walls, but I have a lady in the vent, and every morning I wake up and she is tearing into somebody who lives upstairs. (laughs) And I do not condone domestic violence of any kind, but I will tell you, I sit there and I listen for five to ten minutes, and it is startling how these people stay together. Wow. So every morning I have that entertainment before I come in. I almost didn't get to work on time
1: today, that's what I'm telling you, because I was listening to the lady in the vent. It's just her yelling one way?
0: Very little talk back. So I don't know if she's on the phone sometimes, I don't know what's happening. But they don't break up. People don't break up sometimes. You have anything to chime in on that in your history, Jason, that you'd like to share with us? Nothing on air. Okay. Uh, on the show today, Vinny Maliula. We slow jam with Vinny Maolio later on the show, though he'll be here by phone uh, to talk about things from the uh, behind-the-desk perspective. We will talk to Vinny Mags later. Mark Borchard, base winner on baseball, got some picks today. I have two baseball picks. After splitting my two yesterday, and really, they were two games that were almost identical the way they played out. I had uh, Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers against the Phillies. It was scoreless into the seventh. It was just a sort of mano a mano game. And then it was the Phillies who got on the board first with the solo shot, and they end up winning two to nothing. And then I had the Marlins against Mad Bum and the D backs. Same kind of thing, one to one late. But then as soon as they pulled Mad Bum, it's just this happens in baseball all the time. Right when you get rid of the starter, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Right? Truth, betting, you know, the truth serum of betting. Please take out Mad Bum. Please take out Mad Bum. Thank you for taking out Mad Bum. Marlins get the runs. They win the game. So we split in the end, lose uh, 0.15 units. I have two baseball picks coming up on the show as well. Let you know the, uh, the tennis I'm playing this morning. It's uh, two, one is already in the books. Team beat Isner. These are all in a parlay. Uh, Nadal is playing right now. Later. Uh, the two remaining plays, if you want to get in on those, Ash Body, Ashley Barty up against Arena Sabalenka, which is the final in Madrid. I'm on Ash Body. And I am on Casper Rude. Casper Rude on the men's side. Uh, he is my other tennis play this morning. Casper uh, Rude is at a prohibitive price, though. So, again, it's part of a parlay, but it was a Team Nadal Rude Barty parlay for those who are interested. Rude taking on Alexander Bublik. So that's what's going on this morning as well. Um, yesterday on the show, uh, we had picks from Jason Weingarn. How did Jason do on the show yesterday with his picks? Do you recall? No? No, no? Jason's going to look that up for us because uh, we've been on a roll with all the the guys making picks on the show this week. So we'll check on that, see how that did as well. Uh, and uh, momentarily, Mike Palm on the show as well. matter of fact, let's bring in Mike Palm now. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't had a chance to talk to this gentleman uh, pretty much since the nuts started. The Nuts, co-hosted by Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, every weekday morning, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern here on the network. He's also the VP of Operations at Circus Sports, of course. You can follow him at Mike Palm Circle. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Palmieri. How you doing, Mike? Good morning,
2: Gil. How are you? It's been too long.
0: It has been too long. First question on the top of my mind, and it has nothing to do with sports. You are svelte. You have lost a lot of weight. please tell everybody how much weight you've lost if you're willing to share, and how did you do this?
2: So uh, right around New Year's, I just felt I was getting you know too big and, and and uncomfortably so and and you know we were able to play pre-pandemic tennis when Todd was still in town at least he got some exercise with that and then pandemic hit. Todd left all this and and the activities really <clears throat> slowed down. so, on new year's eve i weighed myself i was 215 which is just awful i i I hadn't weighed myself in a while and uh really i lived most of my adult life probably in the 175 to 180 range and so i said i got to make a change so starting january 1st i cut out soda i cut out red meat and for the most part alcohol now we go out to dinner have a glass of wine here and there but not not to drinking you know four or five days a week like i had been and and so over the course of basically uh four months a little over four months i've lost just shy of 40 pounds we're in the upper 170s right now
0: that is amazing congratulations there's only one disconcerting part about that for me which is i don't drink and i don't really eat red meat that that much so for me, the only thing of that trio that I would be able to uh, cut out is soda. By the way, it's Gil Alexander talking to Mike Palm here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network, Visa.com, the VEASAN FUBOS, LING Plus, iHeartRadio. Congratulations to you, man. You look great. You and them all getting along okay on the nuts?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, today's a big day. They finally pulled the trigger. Uh, a lot of pressure, obviously. Matt Human's very vocal about this. And then behind the scenes, Mitch Paul, Lombardi. I'm going to take the lead today. We're, we're going to see how... How that goes, so I think that I think that will help the show. Uh, and in this sense, Gil, because you know, Amal has a, a wider variety of topics he can talk to. Like you know, he he's he can speak to NBA a lot better than I can, and even even he follows college football more. So the draft things, it's easier for me to ask Amal the questions than for him to ask me the questions. So I think that will that will do well with how the the show works. Not that it's. Going awful. I just think that naturally um, it will produce a better product. So that's, that's we're making the change today and we'll see how it goes. And then Monday, a mall's out and they're bringing in one of the networks better number number two is Paul Howard to sit in with me so that that'll help as well
0: oh look at that Mike Palm and Paul Howard on the nuts next week for for at least a day (laughs) very nice so Mike Palm the number one moving forward on the nuts Amal Shaw, with his uh varying opinions on all kinds of things will bounce off you okay uh about Circa you were telling Jason Jason Con producer number seven that your Sundays at football season are already selling out what's going on there
2: it's incredible, and we just want people to know, hey, if you guys are thinking about coming out for for this next season for, for the NFL, don't wait. I mean, already the first Sunday, is the first opening Sunday is sold out. Every not, There's still general admission, but Cabanas, day beds, Chase Lounges, gone. Already sold out. And the next Sunday, I think the 19th, we're like 92% sold already, and it's, it, we're seeing this booking pattern so solid now. Of course, capacity's coming back with the restrictions being loosened and hopefully June 1st we're 100%, but um, depending on the Clark County vaccination rate. But I mean, just as a public service announcement, hey, if you wanna spend football Sundays uh, at Stadium Swim, don't, don't wait too long and get shut out.
0: All right, and when will we learn of any new survivor rules this coming year?
2: Yeah, we just had a meeting yesterday we're waiting until the schedule comes out next week on the 12th we will probably publish then within a week of the schedule coming out the rules and be set up to take entries memorial day weekend that's our goal um still debating here's really there's two topics we're still debating uh, Gil. Um, the first one is um are we going to do guarantees in both circa million three and survivor the answer is probably 95 percent yes and then what's that number going to be uh, there's varying opinions on where we're going to be at both of these contests this year tough because of last year pandemic and people couldn't travel uh to get out here so how much did that stifle the growth of those events i know derek wants to be very aggressive with the guarantees I and mean, last year where we were at three million for circa million two and a million for survivor uh, i think it's uh, almost a consensus that Survivor's going to explode this year. Um, there's some in our camp, including myself, that think Survivor could have more entries than Circa million three. and um, Maybe it's not this year, maybe it's next year. So, what's that number for the guarantee? And then, do we put any more wrinkles in, in Survivor um, to try to maybe winnow down the field? So, think of it, with 1,310 entries last year, um, 35 survivors. So, if you got 4,000, do you want you know 100 plus survivors? Was it a was it an aberration because of COVID last year that there were that many survivors and there were several poor teams you could take against? So, there's a couple of wrinkles on the table that would make it more difficult for people uh, uh, to go undefeated and, and get the bonus. I think Derek's pretty convinced he wants to continue to have an undefeated bonus. So, just a few things to iron out. Um, and uh for weeks people will know. We'll we'll have the rules posted and then end of May we'll be signing people up.
0: Only one follow up question on that. Is one of the potential wrinkles, if you're willing to share, is one, could could one of the potential wrinkles be just what you said that you're only allowed to pick against certain teams once?
2: No. That's Good. not on the table. Good. That would be really changing the nature of it. Yes, so, it would. This would be this this would be adding something in either adding something in one of the weeks, uh, or adding maybe a Saturday at the end of the year to get you to 26. We're to 19 now because of the 17 game schedule, right? And 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 Thanksgiving's still going to be uh, its own day, which considered a week. Do you add a Saturday at the end to make it 20 picks where you have a three game oh, setup?
0: Or, oh man! Or do
2: you throw? A- you throw a wrinkle in week 17? So there's a couple there's really like three options on the board or not, or do nothing. Right. Or just, just it's 19 picks now with Thanksgiving included and, and see how it plays out. So right. we're, we're kind of, we're, we're not really in agreement right now.
0: All right. We look forward to it. By the way, I'm killing a, any diet I have by going to berries tonight at Circa. I should point that out as well. Mm. Mike. So I'm excited. My, my inaugural.
2: Yeah. Barry's is unbelievable on the And I got to tell you, Gil, I love eight East. I, I'm, I'm I'm guilty of 8 East about three times a week.
0: Yeah, 8 East is phenomenal as well. All right, uh, baseball, Mike, talking to Mike Palm, of course, uh, host of the Nuts and uh, Mike from Circo, uh, as, as everybody knows him originally. Um, all right, how has your season gone? And are you finding that the parody, because obviously, you know, we, we saw all those stats yesterday, through 30 games, there's never been more parody in baseball. You'd have to go back to the late 1800s, I think it was 1876. To find a year where we didn't have a team better than eighteen and twelve, for instance, through thirty, the entire National League is separated by six games. Do you find that that informs um, that pre-flop betting has been more difficult for you this year, or, or has that not affected it for you?
2: I don't know. I've never been a guy that wants to lay more than one hundred and sixty. So, you know, I, I I started with trying to Martingale the Dodgers after a loss. Um, I picked up four units. I picked up four units. I was gone Tuesday, so I didn't get involved with that double header. Um, I lose the game on Wednesday, and I just I'm giving up on it now. I mean, they're just not the team they we thought they were the team they were at the beginning of the year. Too many injuries, <clears throat> so pass. I, I mean, I lose a uh, 1.55 units on Wednesday, so still up 2.45 with the theory. But I don't want to get into it because. I really believe this team at full strength wasn't going to lose four in a row all year. I can't say that right now. I mean, what are they three and three and fourteen in the last seventeen games? Yeah, it's really true. amazing.
0: Really amazing.
2: Yeah. I have I really haven't changed much. I'm still a first five better. Um, look for pitchers that the market hasn't caught up to their value yet. Um, give me some. Of, the, the, give me some of those
0: names, know. Mike. Who are some of those pitchers? Those starters?
2: I think. I have one today. I think Chris Flexen is one in Seattle. That the market really hasn't caught up to. I I don't know why he's a dog today against Fulton Evans, who still isn't really back to four. I know he's pitched better his last start than his first four, but uh, Flexen is a guy that that's really flying under the radar. Um, that I, I think you get value with. Uh, that that that's one example. Um, I'm not sure the market's caught up with uh, Aaron Savale of Cleveland yet. I mean, he, he his prices are very reasonable yet. I mean, I think his stuff he's going to be as good as Bieber, if not this year within the next year or two, he's that good. And and you saw him, we get lucky with him that they rallied in against Kansas City, but really short favorite one 115 120 at Kansas City, so. There's some, there's some young pitchers, McKenzie for, for Cleveland. Love it's McKenzie. The Cleveland staff is it's really strong, Yeah, really strong, but they're names that are still under the radar.
0: How about the opposite of that? Are there guys, you know, it, it's been dicey too, right? Mad Bum was a complete fade. That he goes and throws the seven-inning no-no, looked pretty good yesterday till they took him out. That was, that was the best part that happened in that game was when Mad Bum left, not when he showed up. Uh, are there guys that you feel are chronically overvalued?
2: Well, you know, a guy that I made so much money off of last year, Kenta Maeda, right now at this point is to me somebody you can fade because he's still perceived in the market as the guy that finished second in the Cy Young voting and had a you know a, you know eight, seven and one year with 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 the Twins last year, and he could have easily been ten and one because Rogers blew three saves for him. Um, if you watch Maeda pitch, you know, he's not challenging hitters anymore. He gets to two strikes, and now it's just everything is a slider down and away, slider down and away. The strikeout-to-walk ratio is way off from last year. Um, so I'm right now on the fade Maeda mode. On the opposite end of that, we scored a lot of runs yesterday, but I think uh, Ryu, after having a year in the American League, he didn't have his greatest outing yesterday, but and he's coming off the DL, but... Look at the strikeout to walk ratio. It was so good with the Dodgers two years ago when he was a Young candidate most of the year. Then last year, you know, adjusting from the NL West to the AL East probably the most difficult adjustment there is, just for the ballparks. And uh, <clears throat> that was a year of adjustment with Toronto for him. Look for Ryu to have a big year now. You see that strikeout to walk ratio back up close to nine to one, where it fell down last year to be about three and a half to one. I mean, it was ridiculous over twelve to one with the Dodgers two years ago, but. I think Ryu will be strong the rest of the year.
0: Think, think about the embarrassment of riches with the Dodgers. They had no room for Ryu, no room for Maeda. By the way, look at the uh, slate today. There's Rich Hill. There's uh, There's Ross Stripling. All these guys just littered around the league. So besides Flexen and the Mariners today, and is that a first five bet? Did I catch that right, Mike? Five, first five on Flexen. Yeah. Who, who? Anything I else? I'm
2: going to play Rom uh with the White Sox. I mean, this is Kansas City. Uh, what a great start they got off to. But blowing three multiple run leads to the Indians, and they get shut out yesterday by McKenzie. And, and I mean, Rondon, I thought he would bounce after the no-hitter. He didn't. Uh, he came back and and, and and beat the Indians again. I just, I've been really impressed with him. I mean, he's just, he, he doesn't let anybody on base. And Keller's been awful. Keller's got a whip over, too. I mean, and uh, you'll lay know, 140, today with the White Sox.
0: All right. Um, Mike Palm again, host of The Nuts, 11 a.m. weekdays here, uh, Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the network, along with a mall Shaw, uh, one hour a day, Monday through Friday. Hockey, uh, I know that's your other favorite thing to bet this time of year. Someone's landing on the sport of hockey right now today, Mike, and you know how many casual hockey fans there are who show up for the playoffs, sort of like a college basketball thing before the tournament. What would you say to them if they're if, they're, if they ask you, "Look, I, I want to make one of futures bet, maybe a couple, maybe it's a conference, maybe it's for the whole cup." What would you say to them right now?
2: I have made one bet, and it was last week. I sat there all year; I couldn't really find anything I liked, any value. I don't want to bet these teams at seven to one, eight to one, ten to one. I just don't think there's. It's, hockey is, as you know, Gil, is too wide open. I mean. Tampa Bay finally won a cup last year. They've probably been the best team four out of five years and never won, or, or five out of the last seven and never won. I fight the Oilers. I think Toronto is a vulnerable favorite in the North. Um, I know Campbell's had a terrific, we could call it, rookie year. It's really He's been in the league a while, but this is the first time he's really gotten significant playing time and goal for uh, the Maple Leafs, but he still has a lack of experience, a lack of playoff experience. I think the Oilers at 30-1 to 1 were, were uh, had a lot of upside to it because I think they can come out of the North. And once you get out of the North, then you're in the Final Four. You've created a lot of value with a 30-1 ticket. We did that with the Stars last year, 30-1, to 1, um, and, and got them to the Final, and then we were able to make a lot of money by betting Tampa back in the Final. Uh, but that, that's my one play. The Pacific is very interesting in that the Minnesota Wild are sort of a thorn in the side team. Uh, they give the Knights a lot of trouble, but they also play Colorado. Very, very tough. So another team, you know, at big odds, if you want to look at, even maybe playing them in an initial series, it looks like they're going to end up against the Avalanche. The Knights will get the one seed and probably play the Blues with the Wild playing the Avs. I, you might want to play them there or maybe play them to come out of the Pacific to win that, to to win that division in the playoff, uh, I don't think they can make it beyond that. So I wouldn't bet them as a as a future to win the cup. But they're they're an interesting play as well.
0: All right, but Edmonton, you would say that thirty to one on Edmonton. Yes. Okay.
2: Edmonton thirty to one. You can still get them around twenty five to one.
0: All right, and your Seattle and and uh, White Sox picks are first five or full just because your audio cut out the last time.
2: Sorry, both first five. And then in soccer, we have Lille in France against R.C. Lynn, <laughs> uh, Lane 105 on the three-way. Lille still on top of the table in the French League, right? It's not PSG. This Lille doesn't concede any goals, so I'm back on Lille today.
0: See, that was the last thing I was going to ask you. I was like, are you still – last time we spoke, you were still betting soccer, but I guess you're still at it. Not as heavy, though?
2: Oh, God, yes. I'm, I'm still – but soccer is still the majority of my action, Gil. I mean, we're just – this Copa Libertadores in the afternoons of Central and South American soccer is incredible.
0: Are you betting them only pre-flop, or are you live betting totals? What are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm pre-flop totals and live betting totals. Like <laughs> bomb everybody. When do you have the time, man? I have a lot of time. I have a lot of time, Gail. You, know, you make time for what's important. You, next, get, you know, four or five hours sleep is sufficient.
0: I was going to say next next time when Mike's on the air, we'll do a whole a day schedule of what he actually does at uh, Circa to find out what uh, if Derek Stevens is getting his money's worth. How about we'll do that next time, Mike?
2: Awesome. I'll be in studio next time. Next time, give me a little more notice, and I'll come down and, and and visit the South Point.
0: All right, there you go. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, Joe. You too. Mike Palm. Nice to catch up with Mike, Jason. Jason said he was looking forward to that more than anything. I haven't talked to Mike. I was like, I haven't talked to Mike Palm in a long time. Either either in person, seen him via phone, via text. Mike doing his thing on the nuts. And as he said, he's going to take over the number one chair there, which is not to say that Amal is, when we say one and two, we don't mean it that way. It's just that he'll lead the show. Amal will be every bit as part of the show, if not more, uh, than Mikey will. Uh, it's just the way we say it in terminology, so I want to get that straight <clears throat> in case people are like, wait, the mall's getting demoted. No, the mall's not getting demoted. It's just the way the show's going to flow.
1: They have great chemistry. I enjoy listening yeah, to that show. Yeah, good,
0: they're good friends, and they and they like talking. Those are their sports they love the most, though, baseball, hockey. If Mike could talk about random soccer leagues around the nation, he would for an, for an hour as well. All right, uh, we got Paul Carr coming up with uh, Premier League picks as well. I failed to mention that, baseball picks. I got two. I might be oppo, Mike on one of them next on The Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Benning Network.
3: to a numbers game with Gil Alexander.
0: With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble, responsibly. Responsibly gambling. Prom call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, it's Gil Alexander, by the way. Uh, we're, uh, I got some baseball picks, but we should, you know, I don't know if you know this, Jason. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, this extends a little bit into yesterday. Pat Locker, MD, talking about uh, hour with the crack man yesterday. He said, uh, Bill totally pretended to not know OnlyFans. <laughs> That's the first thing. Did you did you believe Bill when he said he didn't know what OnlyFans was? He kept calling it fans only.
1: It was, it was a good... Um Head fake if he, if he didn't.
0: Uh, <laughs> Troy Beal, the Bealmeister. This was uh, yesterday too. He said, what's up with Nadal and pulling on the shorts all the time? Um, he said, maybe get a size bigger. Uh, he's referring to uh, Rafael Nadal, who's playing right now, by the way. Um, part of the parlay that I have going on, Nadal lost the first set, by the way, to Sasha Zverev, uh, 6-4. The king of clay did. We'll see how that goes. You know how it goes with Nadal. But, but Troy Beal, uh, one of the other, you know, these guys have ticks. These guys have little quirks on the tennis court. The latest one, Nadal's been doing that his whole career. He pulls on the shorts. Then he pulls on his shoulder, his shirt. Then he does the thing with his hair. Now his thing is on, on uh, changeovers. He doesn't walk a straight line to his seat. He walks to the net somewhere in between the middle of the net and, and the, uh, the sideline, or the alley court, rather. He walks right in the middle there to the net, then takes a hard left to his bench. So uh, all these little little quirks develop over a career. It's very interesting. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, Al Cedro about the uh, the Wizards last night. See the Wizards uh, finish? Unreal, Gills. Some teams never learn. He's talking about my, uh, my whole thing where I, I file away coaches who foul up three and those who don't in the closing seconds. Another three at the end, sending the game to overtime. The books love the move. You know the Raptors will now win for sure, just idiotic by Brooks. Well, the Raptors did not win. The Wizards got away with it. Uh, and they end up winning in overtime over the Raptors last night. They got it done, ooh, keeping pace with the Pacers. Uh, for, for those of us who have will, you know, bets of that, you know, will a 10 seed make the playoffs, which is the one thing I bet offshore, um, counting on the Wizards to end up with a 10th seed, I didn't need the Wizards to win that game. Pacers got it done against the Hawks, but I did not want that to uh, to happen. So I was hoping that would come back to haunt them. Um, Let's see here. Uh, And these from this morning. Again, this this dovetails with something I was talking about because we had a John Isner match during the show yesterday at tennis. Uh, Bob Bush. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Nothing better than waking up and betting an Isner third set over. Uh, Joe Murray. I took your advice on Isner total games. Was able to get over twenty four and a half. Boom. Thank you. I'm telling you. I'll say it again even for those of you who don't love betting a sport like tennis, there's nothing in sports betting quite as reliable as Isner overs. And in fact, they they will stop dishing those totals because books are, are hip to it. Uh, what's this one? Okay. I don't know what that one's about. We'll read some more later. Uh, okay. My baseball picks. One of them is oppo, not oppo. Cause Mike Palms were five inning bets, but I'm actually on the Royals full game. I'm on the Royals and it's, Nothing that Mike Palms said was wrong about Brad Keller. Uh, he's been terrible. But I'm going to go with the whole small sample size this year versus what a, what a breath of a career has, has shown. And really, Brad Keller's a better pitcher than what he's shown lately. So his 8.06 ERA, that really wasn't his lifetime ERA before it did. It was quite, quite good before this. Very credible high threes. Uh, in his Major League Baseball career. And Carlos Rodon of the White Sox is the opposite of that, which is he has really overperformed his lifetime stats. And good God, his BABIP is 130. His uh, home run to fly ball rate is 5%. Obviously, uh, Rodon, the author of one of the three no-hitters in baseball this year. But at the uh, at the nice price that I got on the uh, the Kansas City Royals, which was plus 135, I'm taking the Royals in that game going for, again, lifetime pitcher statistics over current form. And then the other one is I got the Giants tonight, also a home dog, hosting the San Diego Padres, Anthony Disclefani, uh who has been uh, rock solid this year. Also been fortunate, though, I will admit that, 229 Babbitt, But, um, you know, very good uh, advanced stats, 3.10. Fit, for instance, hosting the Padres and Blake Snell. Nothing wrong to say about Blake Snell, by the way. Uh, though his walk rate has been high, I don't think I didn't notice that, 12.8%. But again, the, the Giants at a dog price, just like the Royals were at plus 135, got the Giants at plus 121. I don't think there's any reason for those teams to be, um, I was going to say that big of a dog. They're not huge dogs, but I don't think they, they should be, you know, those prices. I think they should be much less. And in the case of a couple, you know, in, in the Giants case, very close to a coin flip. So plus 121 on the Giants, plus 135 on the Royals. Those are my two baseball plays of the day. Tried to improve on the 11-7, up three units record on the season. We'll come back. An NBA prop. Yes, no playoffs. On the way, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. If you missed any
0: of our show today or any of the VEASAN broadcasts, be sure to check out free VEASAN podcasts. How about that? All of them. Uh, You can catch up on Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, the Lombardi Line on the daily VEASAN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in... With my Beating the Book pod. How about that? A little Beating the Book love. Jason, how about that? Fantastic. People should check in. Uh, Josh Applebum's Market Insights. Get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod and the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we have a pod for it. Find them all for free at vcin.com slash podcasts. That's vcin.com slash podcasts. Gil Alexander. Um, so, Brian Winhorst was on with... Matt and JVT on Follow the Mo- uh, Follow the Money this morning. And one of the things I caught at the very end there, they asked about, or JVT asked about, um, I guess which awards were still up. Well, he asked specifically, will Julius Randle get most improved player? And Brian Windhorst said yes. And then Brian Windhorst said the only award that he feels is still up for, grads, uh, for grabs is Coach of the Year, which I completely agree with. And he said some of the, he he mentioned some of the things that I mentioned when I first brought up Thibodeau Tom Thibodeau head coach of the Knicks at the time when Thibodeau was 20 to 1 and then he quick He actually went back to 25 to 1 that night um, So this is like a month or six weeks ago However, it was it was the first time we mentioned it and one of the things I said which which Windhorse echoed this morning was Don't ever forget about the East Coast bias on these betters Right like I know out here in Nevada where we're sort of obsessed with things like the Mountain West Conference We, we lose sight of that kind of thing. So whenever there's an award that's in play. But what he said was also absolutely right. I mentioned this on primetime action the other night. Think about how you feel about the New York Knicks right now. If you look at the NBA standings, they're in fourth place in the Eastern conference, right? And they've been there for a bit now, 37 and 29, Uh, two games in the loss column ahead of the Hawks, Celtics and heat those three teams right now in the who can stay out of the play in situation thing. But if you look at the Knicks schedule, Right. So this is my comment on primetime action, which I do with Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin the other night was think about the narrative of what the Knicks are right now. This could change wildly in the next week. And while I call the Wizards the proverbial team, you do not want to play in a play in. I think the Knicks are the team you absolutely want to play in a play in. Um, But the Knicks next game, they played a night at Phoenix. Then they are at, at the Clippers then they're at the Lakers, that on the heels of being at Denver and getting, you know, crunched on Wednesday. So, you know, that's in front of them. They could easily, easily fall into a play-in situation if they're not caref- careful. By the way, they close home at San Antonio, home at Charlotte, home against the Celtics. Who knows what who will be playing in that final game against the Celtics. But the Celtics are one of, that, one of those teams in the scrum, again, for trying to stay out of a play-in situation. So you would think they would be motivated as we look at the Eastern Conference standings. So this is where it really gets interesting for the NBA. But again, just think about how we feel. What a season it's been for the Knicks. And I agree with what Brian Windhorst said with JVT and Matt on Follow the Money this morning, which is if the Knicks can somehow navigate this this last week and stay as the fourth seed, and I throw it to you, Jason, because I know you have basketball bets, but if the Knicks stayed fourth in the Eastern Conference, and it was Tom Thibodeau as the coach of the, the fourth-seeded Knicks versus whoever wins the Western Conference regular season, either Quinn Snyder coaching the Jazz or Monty Williams coaching the Suns. At that point, would you give it to Thibodeau?
1: I've liked Thibodeau kind of all along. Um, I think bringing a team, especially like the Knicks from obscurity, into um, a fourth, fourth place in the standings, um, was unexpected by most people. I think people expected Utah and, and probably even Phoenix to improve a little bit, well, whereas the Knicks, Phoenix, nobody really expected the improvement. But no one expected Phoenix to be this well, Phoenix high. Phoenix went 8-0 no, in the in the bubble last year, right? Didn't they play really well? They did. And then but, they got Chris Paul.
0: But even when they got Chris Paul, like most of the consensus was, well, that'll get him an eighth seed, right? I mean, it was like no one was thinking Phoenix would do this. Like, how soon we forget on that? So I, I guess my answer to the question that I myself posed is, that's the only way Thibodeau can win this. Right, If they get fourth, then it's a conversation. But, man, if they start falling this week, and, again, the games I just lined up, they could easily do that, and they end up in a play-in, I think that goes out the window immediately.
1: For sure. Everybody's been anticipating Nick's regression uh, all season. It just really hasn't happened.
0: I mean, look, six games left in the season. It's amazing what they've done, 37-29. and By the way, uh, I mentioned yesterday, so there was one, and when I say dip a toe in it, Not only dip a pinky toe, but dip a a pinky toe for like a nanosecond. There was a prop up offshore that was taken down. I mean, It was hours. It wasn't even a day up, which was, will a 10th seed make the playoffs? Playoffs defined as the the top eight seeds after the play-in. And I bet the yes on the East at plus 351, I think it was, because I'm just hoping it's the Wizards that end up 10th, and then I think they'll win two games and get in. Um, But the Pacers you know, and the Wizards play tomorrow night, that's going to have a lot to, to determine that outcome. Because, again, I'm less less worried about the Wizards winning to once they get to a play-in than I am them actually finishing 10th. That's where my real concern is, because I don't want Indiana. But what you can bet, that one that, you know, will a 10th seed make the playoffs just doesn't it doesn't exist at this point. Um, but what you can bet a yes-nos on certain teams to make the playoffs, and we ran through this on primetime action last night, um, with Matt, Danielle, and Kelly. This is, you know, yes, nos on some random teams, both in the Eastern and Western Conference. And I think the answer to my question here is if you had to pick one yes or one no, and this is Warriors, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, and Spurs, this is courtesy of FanDuel. The reason that I like a prop like this, again, much like I like an NIT, who's going to win the NIT prop? Anything that requires requires multi you know uh, more than one layer of thinking I love what team is not good enough to make the big dance in March Madness but good enough to care and win the NIT I love stuff like that here there's a lot of moving parts right because will they make the playoffs first of all defined as again the top eight after the play-in. remember seven plays eight the winner of which gets the seventh seed the loser of which will play the winner of 910 for a chance to get the eighth seed So if you finish 9-10, you got to win twice. If you finish 7-8, you got to lose twice to be knocked out. Um, In the West, you know, Warriors, yes, no. Do you you think the Warriors are good enough to navigate through a play-in situation?
1: I think that's about all they're good to navigate through. Well,
0: I'm just saying there's no bet there to be made. I guess what I'm saying is if you force me to make a bet here, Spurs, by the way, have to still contend with the Pelicans. They're only up two in the loss column there for the final spot in a play-in situation in the West. But but if you're asking me which yes I would play here or which no, I think the Wizards plus 184 would still be... So imagine my plus 350-something was, will a 10 seed get there? I have the extra layer there that they have to end up as a 10 seed. But here it's just yes-no playoffs. I think the Wizards plus 184 is probably the best yes bet of the quintet of teams here and I think the best no bet is the Pacers at minus 215 because that team will be in a play-in but they are team
1: turmoil right now they're falling apart from the inside
0: from the inside got all kinds of internal problems by the way they ended up crushing the Hawks last night even with all that sustainable though through a plan I don't think so I'd bet the minus 215. No on the Pacers. That's probably my favorite bet on the board. Thank you, FanDuel, for that. We'll come back. Premier League picks from Paul Carr right here in the numbers game at VEASAN. He's on fire, by the way. V Sports Betting Network.
3: to a numbers game with Gil Alexander.
0: Baseball players may not get style points for home runs, but baseball bettors do. New BetMGM customers can turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using vsin 100 and if you place a $1 money line wager on the Yankees or the Nationals, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home or a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to, or older to wager, rather. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Exclude Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line. 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, this man... Has been on fire, and let me just let me just say this about sports betting, because we've all been there. If you've bet this long enough, you've you've had horrific streaks, you've had fabulous streaks. What Paul Carr is on right now is a fabulous streak, also with the assist of just living right. Can we say that? Is that fair, Paul?
3: Absolutely. I think it's seven in a row between Champions League (laughs) and Premier League on your show, and yeah, a couple of those. Prop, you know, Chelsea could have had four goals in that game on Wednesday. Four, but they they didn't. Yes, it worked
0: out well for us. <laughs> but they did not, which is the key yeah. bit of information we needed to cash the bet. I would have said yep. six goals, but that was that's like three in a row now. What was it the uh, the PSG one where they were up and then Man City came back with two goals later? Yep. There was the one game where there was two goals scored early and then nothing happened. And then yep. yes, this was a, I mean, six goals you know could have been scored, but you're right, but yep. they weren't.
3: And and I'll also add, you know, like if Chelsea converts one of those early opportunities to get that second goal, they might shut it down. They
0: might shut it down. there's,
3: There's a, there's an, I don't know, chicken, egg, something, something, uh, dilemma going on there. So yeah, it could have easily been a lot worse and it could easily have played out exactly as we wanted it to. I just want, it kind of did.
0: I want you, I wanted you to know that the whole time that I was watching this and I was with you on the under, I, I jumped on your play. I was on text with someone who had the over and it's fascinating, <laughs> right? It's oh, fascinating to observe that. I just kept my mouth shut the whole time. I didn't anything back. He's like, this is such an over game. Oh, I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm yeah, betting that. That's great. Yeah, They're
3: breaking things and you're just smiling.
0: I'm just smiling. I just keep my mouth shut. Like, yep. It's kind of tough to put the biscuit in the basket if it were easy. Um, so good for you. Seven in a row. Uh, now, no one expects you to go 10 in a row here because you're given three pack of picks for the Premier League, right?
3: That's right. Yeah. I mean, we'll take it, obviously. But yeah, things and things also get weird. We're at the point of the Premier League season. where there's yes, four or five games left and they're playing them all in about two weeks. So things are things can get strange in these last couple of weeks here.
0: Was that which Austin Powers? Was that when he goes? Yeah, things got weird. Um, yeah exactly <laughs> things got weird didn't they uh yeah. okay uh before we get into your three pack by the way I am on your Royals today I'm on mm-hmm. Brad Keller uh against yeah. uh against the White sox and Carlos Rodon plus 135 don't let me down is what I'm saying Paul uh,
3: yeah we need good Keller to come back the Royals are gonna turn things around for this five game skid they need Keller to get back yeah. he's shown a couple flashes in a couple games this season, but he's not there where he was last year. But you
0: said it. That was part of my play. The good Keller to come back. It's like, am I going to base this on the 22 and a third innings I've seen of him this year? Uh, Maybe he'll stink again tonight, but uh, I'm going to go with the uh, breadth of his uh, young career. Okay. I I hope you win. Thank you, sir. I hope so too. Uh, Three pack. Let's start with the first. All right. We're starting today. We're getting this weekend started. Uh, Leicester
3: City, Newcastle today. So again, to the motivations of teams and what they're playing for and all that. Leicester pretty much has to win this. They are in a battle for the top four race. Uh, they have a tough schedule after this, the last three games of Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham. So this is the game Leicester's got to get three points from. Newcastle is not quite safe from relegation, but they're not really in a desperation mode either. So Newcastle last week against Arsenal just was mailing it in. So I think we see more of the same here. I like Leicester on the goal line, minus one and a half. Uh, getting plus one fifteen for me. Uh, Leicester's been kind of pushing. They've outshot the last couple opponents, fifty-three to thirteen, over those two games, and those were relatively bad teams, kind of in the Newcastle vein. Again, Newcastle had twelve shots in the last two games, so they're you know they look like they're ready for the beach. Uh, I like Leicester minus a goal and a half here.
0: All right, so let's just let's flesh out something we just said here, just for those who want context. And again, the pick is Leicester City minus a goal and a half versus Newcastle. Always shop around for the price here. Paul got plus one fifteen. Um. Newcastle, nine points clear of relegation with four games to play. So probably safe, but well noted. So they're in 17th place of a 20-team league.
3: Yep. You look at some of the projections, they're at like, 4% to get relegated. Like Fulham basically has to win their last four games and they've got a couple tough ones left. So yeah, so Newcastle could be relegated technically, but like everything has to fall into place over the last four games.
0: Okay, but the Leicester City side of it is they're in third place. By the way, no one's catching Man City. Man City's winning this. Yep. Uh yep. Le- Leicester City's in third place. They're 5 points clear of fifth place West Ham, but what you're saying is after this game it's brutality. So they better right. win here. And they yeah, know
3: that their next next games, Manchester United and Chelsea, who is currently in second and fourth. So those would not only uh, would Leicester not get points. Those other two teams would gain points and extend or jump them potentially. So, yeah, this is where leicester has got to make the hay and make those last three games much less dramatic.
0: Gotcha. By the way, it's Paul Carr, everybody from the uh, Expected Value podcast, I should point out. Didn't even properly introduce you. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Paul C.A.R.R. Oh, there's a Chelsea game next. What could this oh, be?
3: We are going to keep riding this train here of Chelsea under two and a half, or the game under two and a half. Now, this is weird also because they're playing Manchester City here. Uh, and A, they played a couple weeks ago in an FA Cup semifinal. And B, they're now going to play in the Champions League final in about three weeks. So this is kind of strange that they're playing again. Uh, but I'm going to stick on the under train here. And I admit this is sort of a reflex pick because 21 of 24 games. Uh, for Chelsea under Tuchel have gone under, uh, but also like Chelsea's nil-nil no, no draw a one, one draw. Chelsea's all in on that, you know, give them a point and run with it. So that's what I like. Here's the under. I, I think man city wins this because in reference, this man city wins this, they win the title. It's over officially. Uh, so I, I think we're looking at kind of a 1-0, 2-0 nil, nil City win. I don't really like the price of minus 110 for City, though. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to play the under, or I am going to play the under, under 2.5, minus 140 is my price. And this is kind of a throw-up-in-my-mouth pick. It, it could go horribly wrong and get strange,
0: <laughs> but I'm going to keep riding the train. <laughs> Dan Bespris wants his 15 cents for that. Uh, the, uh, all right, I'll yeah, it in. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I just always trip off this, right? Like So Man City and Chelsea now, playing in a totally different context, the Premier League, yeah. as opposed to what they just played in. It's just so weird, again, for an American sports fan to wrap their heads around this. Do, do you know, because it's like, the, are the players as motivated for one, you know, as they are for the other? Or would you say at this point, you know, again, for a team like Man City, okay, they're trying to clinch this. Chelsea, they're right in the scrum to uh, to get in that Champions League qualified thing for next year, too. So uh, both teams are highly motivated. It's just uh, like, imagine the different mindset. Or is there? Are these guys so compartmentalized? They're like, I'm just playing a soccer game.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I've talked to players about this. And, and they say, you know, look, you're that high a level. And you're that competitive. And you're that good, just in general, that it doesn't really matter. But I just have to think there's some sort of, whether it's an approach or, you know, Chelsea just knocked Real Madrid out and got to a Champions League final and they beat City in an FA Cup semifinals. Like those are huge games. Uh, I have to feel like there's some sort of emotional letdown after that. I mean, players, the ones I've talked to, at least they say there isn't, but I mean, just they're human. There's got to be something uh, going on there. I, I don't know that it plays out as much as we think it could or should, but I have to think that something mentally or in approach is different for a game like
0: yeah. this. I guess it's just normal to them, but it's like I mean you're just try- trying to think what's the equivalent? Oh, the Chiefs are playing the uh, Buccaneers, but now they're playing them not in the NFL, they're playing in right. some international tournament. Uh, they'll play yeah. in the NFL next week. It's just the the oddest, you know. So
3: yeah. of- like the closest thing I can think of is like you know, you play college basketball, you play someone in the conference tournament, you know, in like the quarters of the semis, it's the and closest like, thing. Yeah. The one seed loses, but you know, they didn't look like they're up for it. And then you happen to run into each other in the NCAA tournament two weeks later, uh, you know, deeper in and you know, the better team is the better team, something like that. But yeah. yeah, there's not a great comparison, not a great comparison. All right. And the third one is all right. So we're going to Sunday here. This is another take the good team against the bad team situation. Uh, Arsenal, Against West Brom. West Brom has been relegated, or sorry, West Brom will be relegated with a loss, could be relegated with other results too. Uh, Arsenal's pounded a couple of bad teams lately. I think they will keep doing that here. I'm taking Arsenal on the goal line minus one against West Brom at minus one twenty five. They, they beat Newcastle, Fulham and Sheffield in the last month. Arsenal did all bad teams. Uh, two of those wins were by multiple goals. The other one really should have been uh, given the chances Arsenal created. And yeah, West Brom, again, they're pretty much done. I know you could say, oh, they're going to fight for relegation. In that, But I mean, they need they have like a 0.5 percent chance of staying up because they're in next to last place. They'd have to get by Fulham and one other team somehow. So I like Arsenal here. I think they just got to crush West Brom and keep on moving.
0: Okay, the three picks, uh, once again, Leicester City, that's today, giving up a goal and a half versus Newcastle. Uh, tomorrow, Chelsea under. That's all you have to remember. That's how you remember it. Man City, Chelsea under two and a half. And then uh, Arsenal, also on Sunday, Arsenal and West Brom. Actually, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. Ch- Chelsea's tomorrow. Sunday, Arsenal over West Brom. Arsenal minus one. Uh, and just a final question here, Premier League standings. Sheffield United, uh, with four games left, has 17 points. They're, yeah. they're five, what are they? They're five, two, and 27. Yeah. Have there been worse Premier League seasons than that? Off the top of my head, I think the
3: worst kind of in the modern era. I want to say it's 18 points by Derby County in like oh, man. 2008. There's a couple, yeah, they're in... And their underlying numbers aren't quite that bad, but it's pretty close. Yeah, they're in the that bottom tier. There was a, a Huddersfield team that was terrible a few years ago. They're in that bottom tier of of teams that we've seen. And it's funny because they were you know, like middle of the table pretty solidly last year. And then just, you know, it's one of those things where the everything goes wrong. The wheels come off and it's just a terrible downward cycle for Sheffield.
0: Yeah. Derby County that year, about 2008, 32 league games in a row without a win.
3: So, it was, yeah, that was
0: dreadful. Yeah, that might be the one. Thirty-eight game season, uh, they had twenty-nine defeats, um, with just one victory in thirty-eight games. So they they still are. So it was one. What's that? That's a one eight oh, and twenty-nine. Worse than I remembered wow. one eight and twenty-nine. So yeah, so wow, five two and twenty-seven. Way better than that. <laughs> that blow them out the water. Goodness. Yeah. All right, three pack. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. All right, thank you. Same to you, Paul Carr from the Expected Value Podcast, inside the sports analytics world. Uh, available world podcasts are distributed. We'll talk baseball. Uh, we've already had some picks from Mike Palm. Myself, Mark Borchard's got some on the way. We'll do that. And Vinny Maliulo. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.